to the HR Grapevine podcast, the podcast series that takes an in-depth look at the most fascinating, important or divisive stories currently making headlines. I'm Kieran Howes, the Deputy Editor at Executive Grapevine Digital Media, and today I am joined by Liam Souter, Online Editor at HR Grapevine. Today we're going to discuss Q4, or more specifically, the key things that should be on your agenda in Q4. dive in. Liam, welcome to the pod. I hope you're doing really well. And what are the stories that have been interesting you over the last week? He caused his laptop screen to fall down. We also covered some quite serious allegations levelled at a former Goldman Sachs boss who subjected one of his interns to um, quite a severe uh, hazing ritual, which apparently left him with a bleed on the brain. And Goldman Sachs have now um, settled out of court um, as a result of that. And, of course, there's the topic that we're going to be discussing today, which is um, what HR should be looking for as it goes into Q4. Crikey, it really has been a busy week. So this is a topic that has likely struck a chord of anxiety amongst our listeners. The present is so chaotic that thinking ahead at the moment is pretty hard to do. So to take that ball of anxiety and break it down into some hopefully easily digestible points, we're going to cover four key areas. And we're also going to hear from you, our HR Grapevine readers, through some polls that we ran on our LinkedIn pages. So the first topic is flexible working. So let's dive in with this first topic, Liam. Flexible working, they found that it really improves their work-life balance. And, you know, things like changes to uh, childcare needs with working parents are going to be really important going forward too. You know, it's clearly what employees want these days. Um, a recent EY survey found that more than half of staff across the world would quit their jobs if they weren't given that same flexibility um, after the pandemic is over. And of course, there's the issue of the talent crisis as well, including, you know, those people who shut themselves off from the prospects of flexible working, you know, they stand more of a chance to lose out on career progression. Well, we caught up with Shazia Shah, who's a, a senior associate at Irwin Mitchell, who echoed some of the points that you mentioned there, Liam. So she said that many employees are now actively seeking better work-life balance and are likely to vote with their feet if they don't feel supported in this by their employer. She also added that actually finding a balance was really key here and that HR needs to be in constant consultation with workers to ensure that their working structure is conducive to well-being and productivity. 
in essence, we're kind of past the point of damage control now. And if someone's still working on an ironing board in their bedroom, HR needs to prioritise them for an office return. But the only way to find out is to ask. And talking about asking, what did our audience have to say about this, Liam? Yep. So we put out a poll on LinkedIn and we asked our followers if they've settled on a, a hybrid working model going forward. And an overwhelming 68% of respondents said that, yes, their workplace has done so. Then there was around 80% of people that said no. And around 14% of people who responded said that their workforce was undecided on a hybrid working model. So it seems that the issue isn't quite as set in stone as some people might have first thought. And it seems to be a bit divisive still. Yeah, it's definitely, we're in a period right now where these decisions are being made, but I guess we don't know in the long term whether we're making the right decisions. And actually, that's something that we're going to be talking about in the next section, labour market and the great resignation. So this really is another key element that HR needs to be concentrating on in Q4, because it's it's gaining a lot of attention right now. We know that the labour market is in a really strange place. We're seeing the most job adverts ever at over 1.1 million unfilled positions out there right now. There are talent shortages, but the great resignation can really only add to these issues. And in fact, Rachel Dacum, the head of people at the bathroom retailer Victoria Plum, recently told HR Grapevine that we're seeing the effect of the great resignation and a market driven by the candidate. And that's something that she says is putting immense pressure on firms that are losing staff. Yeah, and I think there's a, a few important reasons to look at as to why this you know, great resignation is all happening now. Obviously, over the past 18 to 20 months, a lot of people who normally during that time would have been looking for new roles, you not know, simply put those priorities on pause and were just trying to cope with the effects of the lockdowns. Then there's also the issue of the pandemic really showing what some companies' priorities are, and if workers feel that their well-being hasn't been enough of a priority from their companies, or that their firm hasn't managed things well over the course of the lockdowns, that's another good reason why people might want to start looking for a new role. And of course, the influx of working from home has really made some people see that their company isn't as engaged with their staff as they possibly should be. So again, people are starting to look for career opportunities where they can see some leadership where they're putting more effort into their staff well-being. And you were just talking about Rachel Dacon's comments there, Kieran. And you know, in terms of the Great Organization, she went on to say, HR needs to be working with both business leaders and employees to understand more about what they can do as an organization to retain their talent. As part of this, businesses need to look at ways to continue to keep employees engaged and motivated within their current roles. Yeah, it's an interesting point. And I guess it can be quite challenging to see if this is more kind of hype than actual action, this concept of the great resignation. So we asked our audience again if they felt the effects of the great resignation. And actually, 66% said yes, 23% said no, and 12% said somewhat. So these results tell us actually in no uncertain terms that it is a real thing. It's something that therefore needs to be on HR's agenda. And luckily, you know, there's some really good advice there from Rachel on how to uh, to counteract that there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the main consensus is that companies need to be listening more 
you know, this is something that's not new, really. You know, HR should always be cognizant of employee needs. And the only way to do that is to listen to their staff. And we actually have some more insight in this area from uh, Rachel and Victoria Plum. She told us, as a profession, we need to be listening to our people as the pandemic has driven a change in what many employees expect from their employer and their home lives. Flexible working, well-being support and an employer that has an interest in aspects such as climate change are coming through in terms of what employees want. Yeah, and Liam, that kind of loops us back round to our first point on elements like flexible working being so important. And in fact, this is supported by another question that we asked our audience on LinkedIn. So that question was, what do you think employers should be listening to staff about the most in Q4? And actually 64% said flexible working, 16% said improving perks and benefits, 16% also said company values and ethics, and then a final 3% said none of the above. So loads to think about there, Liam. Yeah, there certainly is, Karen. And the, the final point that we want to raise about this is upskilling. And so as the people who really enforce HR policies are the first port of call for workers, I think line managers definitely need to be more equipped to deal with any hard-hitting issues, especially to do with well-being. It is 100% HR's job to ensure that they're giving managers the training that they need to do this properly, you know, or both line managers and the workers are going to suffer the consequences. Right, exactly. And in fact, data from Close Brothers expecting the unexpected a spotlight on preparing for a crisis report found that 51% of staff have experienced an increase in worries relating to their mental health due to the pandemic. So now more than ever, it's essential that HR really, really gets this right. And I, I think we also went out to our audience on this one, Liam. I think you have the results. Do you want to tell us what those are? Yep. So when we asked our audience what they thought was the most important thing that managers should be upskilled on in Q4, 31% said that they thought empathy was the area where improvement was most needed. Around 42% actually said that employee well-being um, should be the biggest priority. A small number of people, around about 3%, had other ideas, but just under a quarter felt that managers needed upskilling on the post-pandemic world of work. And we also got some great insights from the audience, too, in the ensuing discussion in the comments. One person, for example, said empathy is for sure the number one factor, because with empathy, all the other elements come automatically. And another user agreed with this point by adding empathy makes you look out for employee well-being. Think of ways to incorporate post-pandemic realities into the world of work. Yeah, some really, really good comments and engagement there. So thanks so much to our audience for taking part in those polls. And hopefully this podcast has given you something to think about. But unfortunately, that is all we have time for this week. Thank you so much for listening in. HR Grapevine wouldn't exist without your continuing support. And make sure you go to hrgrapevine.com for all of the great content that we have constantly available for you. And we look forward to welcoming you back next week. 